Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Locked On Coyotes. On Friday, I am Robin Leonio, joined by Carl Pavlik. We are uh, just getting ready to discuss Arizona Coyotes versus Anaheim Ducks, and maybe just a slight bit of crack in two, just like just maybe fit that in like somewhere, just a little, little bit, because we got a lot to get to in today's episode. Quite a bit of Coyote stuff, um, because uh, well, the last twenty-four hours was an interesting development. We've had we had quite a bit. I mean, a little bit, a little news piece that might be interesting to you guys. Um, before we get to that though, I want to thank all you guys for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen today. We are free and available absolutely everywhere, everywhere you get your platforms, including on YouTube as well as on Facebook. So be sure to follow us over there. But let's get started. Starting off with Carl, today's first topic of today, the Arizona Coyotes claim our good friend off the waivers. Let us know. Yeah, so the Coyotes uh, have claimed Scott Wedgwood from waivers. Uh, previously served as a backup goaltender for the Yotes. Uh, for what year it was two thousand seventeen. Yeah, that that sounds right. Um, I believe he was the first backup goaltender for goaltender on Toronto, and part of the trade that allowed the Coyotes to acquire Darcy Kemper. Um, Kind of an unusual move. Um, not to say I was too surprised. Something that we had discussed yesterday was what's the team going to do with Prospetov? Because uh, then we were talking about you know playing him and, and what's the best place for that. Uh, I think we are of the you know agreement that the best place for him to play is in Tucson. Mm-hmm. So this will free him up, um, allow him to be reassigned to the Roadrunners, which he already has been. Get some more consistent game times there. And then, depending on what happens with Hutton, uh, we'll see down the line. It gives him just enough time to be able to be ready for um, for Presbyterian to go to go to Henderson for the games over there this weekend. Yeah. Um. So that's good enough. That's good for that. And here's the other thing too that I want to mention. Um, is we were talking about the longest losing streak to start a season, and this is something I saw that Craig Morgan posted. Um, and the goaltender. That they picked, that the Arizona Coyotes picked up to stop their losing streak at a, after eleven was Scott Wedgwood in two thousand seventeen. Ah, uh, that that sounds that sounds about right. Um, it's it's just kind of funny because normally when you see a team make this kind of move before, like it's it's like an executive or a general manager, like kind of like Lula Morello acquiring Zach Parisi again. You're like, okay, yeah, I see that. He did that before. Uh, I don't think there's anyone with the team uh, now no. that was with the team then. Like it's such a weird like legacy move. Uh, uh, I found it very funny that Craig Morgan reported that he was coming from Los Angeles, which is the team that we traded him to last time. Um and it's just kind of like 
kind of funny how the coincidences like that happen. Um, it's I think it's a smart pickup no matter what, uh, and it's like a very nice move for the team who knows that they're going to be bad in net, but is finding a way to be less bad in net. It feels a necessary need to to make sure that while Hutton is injured, obviously we got to figure out what's going to happen when he, get, when he gets healthy again, and um, to make sure that um, that Vemelka doesn't get too work too overworked the next the next two weeks. Yeah, I, I mean, especially with the back-to-back coming up this weekend, there's a back-to-back next weekend as well. Like, it's going to be very tiring for Vimelka, and this, I think, is going to allow him to be rested a little bit. Uh, I think the team was probably hesitant to put Prosvetov in there for, you know, the quality of competition was one thing, but just in general, he's he's a very young goalie, needs to be, like, molded into a, an NHL player. Um, you don't necessarily have that same issue with uh, with Scott, uh, which would uh, he's not going to be getting too much better. I think we're kind of at the point where what you see is what you get. But you know, competent backup goalie with some experience, I think that's a uh, should be a good opportunity for for the Coyotes. Should be a good opportunity for the Coyotes and um, definitely help them survive. You know, help, help them get into this weekend because as we were saying before, is this back-to-back is probably going to be one of their easy, I mean, I wouldn't say easier, but one of their lighter loads of a back-to-back than they'll probably get. Sure. I will say this, though. Next week's back-to-back, Chicago-Nashville. So, also, Oh, that's that's another for decently light load. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I, it's going to get harder from that point, but, like, uh, I think it's nice that the Coyotes are going to be able to to like ease him into this. Uh, he's probably, I think, going to start on Saturday against the Kraken, uh, if unless there's a big change and he starts tonight against the Ducks. Um, like I imagine they acquired him for the purpose of playing him this weekend. Otherwise, yeah. you know, why bother? Um, so he's gonna, you know, get in there with some easy competition. He's not going to have to face the freaking undefeated Florida Panthers for his first game or the undefeated Carolina Hurricanes defending Stanley Cup champions Tampa Bay Lightning like uh like the Malka has had to face in his rookie year up against a uh, I like uh, a struggling Seattle Kraken team expansion team um yeah. that's a decent way to draw in yeah I, I mean it it could definitely be worse. I could think of a lot of other teams that I would uh, rather not draw in against for my first game back with the Coyotes, uh, especially the Coyotes this year, who, you know, they're not going to provide you too much offensive report, uh, support. They're probably going to take a lot of penalties, um, so you're going to have to deal with that a bit. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's tough to be a Coyotes netminder. Yeah, and that's why... That, as you were mentioning at the beginning, that it is really good that Ivan Prosvetov is sent back down to Tucson because that's where he'll get his best reps. Yep. Uh, I I think that was universally considered the best spot for him going into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that there was probably some concern about, like, what what is that going to be with injuries? Like, how long are you going to keep him up? Is that going to take away playing time? Uh, I think... Ultimately, I would need to look this up. He's been up for like two or so weeks. Not bad. 
he gets some NHL practice in there, a couple games against higher quality competition, uh, but he needs to be spending most of his time in Tucson. Uh, so this is definitely the right move to protect the future, to continue development, um, which is what this season is supposed to be all about, developing players. Developing players, and that's why, um, and, and that's why we're saying a lot of players are best best suited down in Tucson. Um, that I mean, except for the two player, the couple players I thought were gonna stay in Tucson and Hayton and Soderstrom, but they're fitting in well up in uh, up the Coyotes. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it shows that like you can be wrong about players' sta- stage and their developments. Yeah, I mean, you really don't know until you see it, um, because I, I think there was definitely reason to doubt that Hayton was ready, but once he actually plays in an NHL game, he's he's shown what he can do. Uh, I think Soderstrom has definitely made a, a, a few kind of rookie mistakes, but his game's not horrible. Uh, I don't see him being reassigned anytime soon, especially with Timmons being, uh, you know, out for the full season, which we learned earlier this week. Um, development is kind of one of those, like, you know, you make a prediction and then you wait for it to actually play out in uh, real time. And sometimes your prediction is way off. Um, I like to think that hopefully we, we tend to be fairly accurate, you know, better than a coin flip, just because, you know, we, we spe- take the time, we have a good idea of what's going on, but you know, we're not, seeing the practices every day we're not seeing like having the conversations with the guys in the locker room there's a lot that goes into being an nhl player absolutely i'm trying to look at the um any other stats to take a look at get ready um but uh because i was just trying to look at goalies but um we'll talk i'll talk about that as we uh get into the next segment to talk about uh previewing the coyotes versus the ducks tonight at 7 p.m. Arizona time uh, over, and this is over in uh, Anaheim. So we'll get to that in just a sec. But first, I want to tell you guys, Thanksgiving, of course, it is that time of year. And I and um, maybe you want to switch out a dessert for, um, you know, a, a really uh, unhealthy dessert for some Built Bars instead. Because Built Bar is um, delicious and and you can feel good about eating them too because they are healthy. Um, I mean, you know, obviously you can look one slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories. Then that's on the low end. Most built bars are only 130 calories with four grams of sugar and plenty of protein, low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein covered in 100% real chocolate built is a great option for when you're hungry. Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough. Go for a built bar or two. You can share some of your family gatherings and it'll make things less awkward. Maybe aunt Betty, hasn't tried a boat bar yet. New surprises all month long. Limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly. So be sure to check the site often. There's nothing like a built bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. If you glance again, so go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, so now let's get to preview time. Arizona Coyotes at Anaheim Ducks, 7 p.m. over at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. Uh, in or- wonderful Orange County, just south of L.A. Let's, uh, like I was mentioning uh, goalies, Carl, and obviously it's unconfirmed yet because we're still 
um, uh, was, I mean, quite a bit of time, hours away, and um, teams probably haven't really had morning skate yet by the yeah. time we're recording this. And uh, but it seems that a daily faceoff is predicting, and obviously this is like, like I've mentioned before, they are decently accurate. Karelve Melka tonight for the for the Arizona Coyotes. John Gibson for the Anaheim Ducks. Neither surprises me. Uh, I wish it wasn't Gibson, uh, uh, just because he is a phenomenal goaltender who is able to like drag a team kicking and screaming into a win, unlike pretty much any goaltender in the league, I think. Uh, and I mostly think that because he has been with the Ducks for so long. Um, Anaheim is definitely not a team that you can necessarily sleep on. They're not a good team, uh, but they're currently fourth in the, the Pacific division. Um, they've gotten a couple of impressive wins. They're on a two game win streak. Uh, it's definitely one where, you know, the Coyotes are going to need to be careful. They're looking for their first win. Um, and I don't imagine they're going to overlook the ducks for this. I mean, especially with the um, Southwest rivalry, as you like, as you sort of, sort of speak. Like, I mean, obviously these teams don't hate each other as much as like um, Anna, uh, L.A. and Arizona does, for example. Like, obviously, yeah, you pick any team in L.A. and in the Southwest, and they're going to hate each other. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's still there's some there's still some bad blood there. I mean, you can take a look at obviously. Carlin Garland is not off the team anymore, but just take a look at what happened last year when John Gibson body slammed Carlin Garland. Like, oh yeah, that was fun. Um, it's it's definitely a thing where Gibson himself is a coyote killer, uh, just a, a player who always brings his best. Um, and I think just everyone on this team has something to prove um, right now. So I I hope that's going to do well. Uh, I think there's also like a fair amount of people from Vancouver um, and they also have that Pacific division rivalry with the ducks. I'm not sure how things go with uh, Canucks games and ducks games, uh, but division rivalries can be pretty intense and doesn't need to necessarily change it from moving to a different team. Exactly. Um, trying to see anything else. Um, something that might be a- any other storylines to pay attention for, especially because. Uh, I mean, penalties are definitely a big one just based on the previous games. Uh, we saw the Coyotes take fewer penalties against the Flyers, which is good. Uh, however, they still gave up a power play goal, which is bad. Um and just, I think the Coyotes' offense—they need to find someone who's going to score. Uh, and Gibson being in that is going to make that harder. But I don't know who it is. Uh, Clayton Keller, I think, has looked pretty good for a lot of games that he's played. Um, hasn't found the back of the net. Or do you go with like a gritter, gritty guy? Is like an Andrew Ladd or Jay Beagle going to score first? Because they—they've been around. They know that someone needs to score. Uh, that's. Uh, it's a big question this season in general, but I think especially after a 3-0 shutout, uh, who scores is a big question. I mean, not only just a 3-0 shutout, but especially with the way that that 3-0 shutout ended. Like, it, like the lose last two goals were just heartbreaking. Yeah, they, um, they really were. Um, I, I would say the, the Coyotes' power play 
is important, but they haven't gotten too many opportunities. They didn't get one against uh, Philadelphia. Uh, if they can get a power play, like they got to take advantage of it in a way that they haven't yet. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's weird because again, because both these teams are similar stories too. Um, as we were saying, like like obviously both rebuilding teams. One is just starting a rebuild. The other is um, mid rebuild. Yeah. So like obviously they've already got things going. They've already got their they've already got pieces in place. They got their new guys like Trevor Zegers and Jamie Drysdale and Mason McTavish coming up and 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 all through the pipeline. So they got you know they're 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 about you know two steps ahead. But you know again they're in terms of quality of play. This should be an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, if if you're kind of curious what the Coyotes rebuild is going to be like um, long term, two two to three years from now, the team will probably be similar to where the Ducks are right now, um, which is not great. Like they're not in a, a cup contending spot yet, but they're getting better. They currently have a playoff spot. Uh, I think uh, I need to check the wild card standings. They're fourth in the Pacific. Um, ten points. Yeah, currently have a wild card spot. So, like they they have been improving year to year. Uh, it just it takes time. Like these are young players that are being drafted and developed, and that just that takes time. There's no way to rush that. And when teams try and rush it, it seems to be uh, it goes badly for them. I had to take a look at the standing when you say they're currently in a wild card spot, and I took a look at the uh, the top four teams in the Pacific Division. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm like, uh, these do not seem right. Uh, top four in the Pacific for for listeners at home, you got the Oilers, the Flames, the Sharks, and the Ducks. How? I I don't what? know. I, I truly do not know. Uh, that is just kind of mind-blowing. Uh, right behind the Ducks is the Golden Knights with one more win, but uh, the Ducks have three loser points. Uh, same with the with the Flames, three overtime losses. I think that's maybe uh, helping boost the boost the rankings a little bit also the ducks do have a game in or, i mean uh, uh, an extra game so sure like i i don't imagine uh the golden knights are going to stay at the bottom for this entire le- season especially uh, when uh obviously it won't be doing be until the end of the season actually yeah, that won't make a difference. i was gonna take i was gonna say eichel now but that's like, yeah what that's not, not till like february or march like oh wait <laughs> never mind yeah, I, I don't know what the recovery time for his surgery is going to be. I imagine it's going to be quite a bit. It it's like three to five th- months. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they're just like, no, stay out, and, and you'll you'll start next season fresh with training camp. Uh, unless they're like pushing for you know a, a, a deep playoff run. Who knows where they'll be at in that. But they didn't get like noticeably worse with the trade, um, which is – I think what maybe a lot of people expected uh, there was the rumored Calgary thing. And I think that would have made the, the flames like much worse in the short term uh, Vegas. I, I think they'll, they'll be okay. I, I'm comfortable saying the Vegas is probably going to make a playoff spot this year. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the question is like, who is the fluke 
who's the uh, who's who's the dud among that uh, the Pacific Division that's just going to flame out? Uh, and that's a really tough call um, because they do seem to be uh, plenty of teams that are are, are flaming out. Um, I'm honestly just kind of like the whole Canada division. I've talked about this before. Really, like impacted i think how we see the canadian teams uh so like seeing the flames and the oilers at the very top and the canucks at the at the bottom that just seems very strange to me uh i also should mention that all of these teams have won way more games than the coyotes who have won zero um and way more than the blackhawks who are at the like also at the bottom of the uh, central division who have won one ah one one game so we're talking about the kraken and the canucks being bad like they're nowhere near the absolute worst of the nhl which is where the coyotes are yep and exactly which is why we're saying you know next week when it's uh predators and blackhawks back to back yeah that'll be an easier one um although let's see predators uh (laughs) they're also fourth in the division uh, yeah, but look at the rest. I mean, the stars are somehow fifth, and the Avalanche are sixth. Like, this is true. Uh, what's going on with the Avalanche right now? Uh, I find it fascinating. I hope no. Let's see. We need the Avalanche to win so we can get the best return for Darcy Kemper. Uh, and we want the Montreal Canadiens to at least bounce a little bit back and finish at least in eleventh. Yes, or the Carolina Hurricanes completely fall apart and also finish in the bottom 10 because that would help the Coyotes. <laughs> if both Montreal and Carolina, uh, it, with so many picks right now, it's like weird to think about like the rivalries because I do not like the Colorado Avalanche like team, but I want them to do somewhat well so we get a decent return. It's a... Right. Uh, being a hockey pan- fan is always fun. When you're like got other teams' picks, it's way more fun. Exactly. Any fi- any uh, any final thoughts though on previewing the um, tonight's Ducks game? What do you um, want to see out of the Arizona Coyotes? Um, a key to victory. Uh, I want to see a quick start. Um, I want to see them get on the board in the first period because they seem to be much more comfortable playing with the lead than they do playing down a goal. Um, and I think it'd be a good sign that they could actually generate offense if they can get a goal in the first, say, 10 minutes of the game. A good example of that was when they were when they played for the lead for a good portion of the time against Carolina. Yeah. Um, and that showed that showed promise. And if they can do that, then yeah, you're right. I, I do think that, they, that, that can really show something there. Yep, definitely. Anyways, we still got more to get to on this episode. We will get to predictions and bets coming up in just a sec. But first, Carl has a quick word from one of our sponsors. So we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, 
boxing and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, so now let's go ahead and talk about um, predictions and bets. First, let's actually go through the betting lines because that's the best way to start. Um, sure. Today is uh, um, this last final segment. Um, these betting lines, once again, as always, courtesy of our friends at betonline.ag. Um, Arizona Coyotes, once again, point and a half underdogs at minus 168. Um, sure. Uh, plus one fifty nine on the money line for the Arizona Coyotes. Minus one seventy six for for Anaheim. Total points at five flat. Uh, five flat. You could really tell that they do not expect much from these two teams. Uh, no, they don't. Uh, I kind of want to go over for the five, though. Yeah, but Gibson, Gibson, and Vemelka. Yeah. That's the problem. Like Gibson and Vimelka in net, like that's that seems like a low scoring game. But it also seems like I don't know. I, I kind of imagine that the, the Coyotes, if they can score early, they can maybe break down a couple psychological barriers, uh, and maybe intimidate the ducks. Who knows? Like it's kind of like they've been like stepping on a hose this entire time. I kind of imagine they're just being like a massive spurt of goals once they release the pressure. Yeah, but which is a dec- which which is a reasonable thought process. Although yeah. you know to think logically, obviously because of the because of how you know statistics are, and and you know analytics and everything goes, it's probably not going to be that way. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably um, not going to be that way. And also, it's not like you shouldn't really expect that against a, a goaltender like Gibson, who is basically like going with that same analogy. He's like another blocker at the end of your hose because he is just that good. So Exactly. Def- definitely seems smart to go with the under uh, on that. Um, and yeah, I... I it's it's funny that the Ducks are the favorite over the Coyotes, but the Coyotes haven't won a game, so I can't be too upset at that. Yeah, um, they're just doing. I mean, I think they're just doing it based off how the team, the, the two teams have been playing. Um, it sucks because Arizona has been playing tougher teams. Yeah. Um, so this can be an interesting one, and this is why I'm gonna make. I, I'm gonna make. I, I'm gonna make my predictions here. I'm gonna okay. make my betting predictions. And I don't do this very often. I think I've only done it once before, and that was a terrible mistake. But I won't. But I won't do. But like, I will do it again this time. Okay. Money line Arizona. Hmm. Um. And under. I like a. I I I can agree with both those. I I think you're right. Arizona has been playing a tougher. Uh, quality of competition like i said the ducks have won their last two games but they played the new jersey devils on tuesday and they played the montreal Canadiens on uh this past sunday not exactly the top teams in the nhl um yeah the, they, and the, all, all all the coyotes last teams i mean with the, the flyers they were like 17 but we're top six teams like yeah 
and, and we saw, I think the Coyotes played a better game against the Flyers than they have for, for a lot. They just mm-hmm. didn't get the scoring. So I, I think that's right. I think that they've just gotten used to playing a higher quality of competition. And if they can keep up that pace, I think they can beat the Ducks. Like you said, I would still go with the under just because, you know, it's Gibson in that. And he's just a, a phenomenal goaltender who's going to make those saves. Uh, and I think – and. From what we've seen of Amelka, he can he can keep the Coyotes in the game as need be. I don't want to compare him too much to Gibson, just because yeah, rookie year he's played less than ten games. I'm not gonna annoy him as one of the best goaltenders in the league. No, you're right not gonna annoy him as one of the best goaltenders, but you will say that like he is he has been impressive. He is impressive. I, I I go based off trends. Yeah, yeah, I, and we're seeing Amelka today, like. I, I more am concerned about him falling apart later in the season just because it's a very long season. But I think he's he's shown that he's solid. The team is very comfortable in front of him. So I, I feel like this is going to be a, an interesting game to watch. It will be an interesting game to watch. But once again, my bet online picks of the game. Arizona Coyotes on the money line, plus 159. And under five, which is at plus 123. So it's also a non-favored. My final score prediction, Carl, it's going to be three to one Mm. Coyotes. That's actually what I was going to say as well. Three to one Coyotes. Uh, Who do you have getting the game winner? Game winner is going to go to Clayton Keller. It's a good one. Uh, I, I'm going to go Christian Fisher. I feel like he's worked I hard. Like yeah, I, I think he gets rewarded. Uh, I think I, I do think Keller gets a point tonight, but I don't think he gets the game winner. Okay, I like it. I like it. So we both have the same scores. Um, and again, you have my um, my betting picks courtesy of betonline.ag, the, uh, the exclusive online sportsbook for the, for the Lockdown Podcast Network. Um, I have to say this to everybody who who are deciding to uh, um, to use any betting site is guys, please gamble responsibly. Um, if you have a problem, uh, you know there are there there are play, there are resources out there to uh, to help anybody with a gambling addiction. Yep, definitely uh, look it up. I know Arizona um, has a phone number that you can call, um, which is really good since. I imagine most of our listeners are in Arizona, Arizona legalized sports betting during the off season. So have fun, have fun responsibly. Exactly. Anyways, though, that is going to do it for today's episode. Um, but then that's going to do it for this week. Arizona Coyotes and Anaheim Ducks once again tonight at 7 p.m. over in Honda Center. And then a back-to-back Arizona Coyotes um, hosting the Seattle Kraken tomorrow night. Um, uh, be sure to, I mean, we'll post any pseudo preview content on our Twitter page at LO underscore coyotes. Um, so you can still be, still be sure to follow along, even if we don't post a a new episode. Um, don't forget to subscribe, uh, and like, and comment, review, anything like that. Once again, we're available every podcast, including YouTube. You heard the Twitter page that I just mentioned, but don't forget to follow the rest of us. I am personally at Robin underscore Daniel. That is 
R-O-B-Y-N underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik F-F-H. Don't forget to like us on Facebook as well. We are facebook.com slash Send us a message. Um, interact with any one of our accounts and we can answer any questions right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Caddies Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. Have a great weekend and don't forget to howl on. <laughs>